0: hey everybody and welcome back uh it's great that we can do this isn't it um i'm just so thankful that so many of you are able to join in uh from so many different places because of technology and uh go on this journey with us it's just been a real privilege for me to share this time with you let's pray together heavenly father uh again we're grateful for community you uh you created us to be in community and said that it was not good for people to be alone. Um, And we thank you for these moments and for the community that you have created around these devotionals. We again ask that you would lead us and guide us during this time, and we pray it in Jesus' name, amen. So today we're gonna pick up in Genesis chapter seven where we left off yesterday. We'll start in verse 17, and then we'll read through Genesis eight, verse 12. For 40 days, the flood kept coming on the earth, and as the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth. The waters rose and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. They rose greatly on the earth, and all the high mountains under the entire heavens were covered. The waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than 15 cubits. Every living thing that moves on the land perish, birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures that swarm over the earth and all mankind. Everything on dry land that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. People and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. The waters flooded the earth for 150 days. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark, and he sent a wind over the earth, and the waters receded. Now the springs of the deep and the floodgates of the heavens had been closed, and the rain had stopped falling from the sky. The waters receded steadily from the earth. At the end of the hundred and fifty days, the water had gone down, and on the seventeenth day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to recede until the 10th month. And on the first day of the 10th month, the tops of the mountains became visible. After 40 days, Noah opened a window he had made in the ark and sent out a raven, and it kept flying back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. Then he sent out a dove to see if the water had receded from the surface of the ground. But the dove could find nowhere to perch because there was water all over the surface of the earth. So it returned to Noah in the ark. He reached out his hand, took the dove, and brought it back to himself in the ark. He waited seven more days and again sent out the dove from the ark. Then the dove returned to him in the evening. There in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. He waited seven more days and sent out the dove again. But this time it did not return to him. What strikes me about today's reading, especially on the heels of yesterday's reading, is time. Specifically, how long Noah lived before God called him to construct the ark. How long it took for him to complete the ark. And then just how long he and his family and the other living things were in the ark. Think about what we read today. The rain came down for 40 days. Then the floodwaters remained for 150 days. Then the ark got stuck on Mount Ararat as that water receded. And, And that whole time, everyone and everything in the ark remained inside for another 40 days. Then Noah sent out the dove three times until he finally knew that the crown was dry. Sometimes it can be easy, I think, to read the Bible and reduce it to headlines. I mean we're trained to do this by news and ads and social media, and I think we almost do it without thinking it's It's the idea of you know just give me the main point so that I can move on to the next thing. I've gotten a lot out of reading the scriptures the past few years as I've learned to do it immersively and, and what I mean by that is to read the passage slow and repeatedly if necessary and most especially through the eyes of one of the characters. In essence, what I'm trying to do is to experience the text when I read it, uh, to take it in through the five senses to the degree that I can. As I did that with this passage, I just couldn't get past how long everything took for Noah and his family. And, And as I reflected on it and spent some time praying and asked God to help me understand why that particular thing was grabbing my attention i sense the lord saying great journeys take forever those are incredibly encouraging words for me because so much of my journey has been frankly not exciting um of course there have been some exciting moments moments when i've been absolutely convinced that god is leading me and that i'm responding to him in faith Uh, moments when Um, He's become real to me in new ways. Uh, For instance, I can remember stepping into moments of incredible, uh, uh, uncomfortable cross-cultural ministry serving the HIV AIDS community in inner city Baltimore and needing God to help me navigate those moments. Um, I've had times of breakthrough with unbelieving friends, friends that I prayed for for years until a conversation over lunch or drinks finally turned into the, towards the deeper things of life and I was able to to share both my hope in Christ and God's love for them when when our family decided to move to Ohio and 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 all those plans took form, we felt as though we were being swept up in a move of God's spirit and, and As he brought all those pieces together, I felt, I really did feel as though I was invincible because of what he was doing and what I was experiencing. Yet in between those peaks, there have been an awful lot of days of the same old, same old days and weeks and even months at a time where my prayer life felt lifeless and, and my worship felt cold. There have been moments uh, where honestly I've asked, God, are you still there? And wondered if maybe I had just made up the great dreams that I had become convinced that he had given me. I wonder how many long days Noah had on his journey. I wonder if he ever wondered if God was still there, if maybe he had gotten it wrong, and if he was just going to die on the ark. The reality is, though, that Noah's story is actually typical of the heroes of the Bible. Uh, Abraham, Joseph, Moses, Mary, Peter, Paul. These stories were not measured over hours and days, but years and decades and even lifetimes. Uh, The Lord Jesus himself lived in anonymity for 30 years before carrying out his three-year mission to save the world. Great journeys take forever. And any of us who hope to be used by God for something great must embrace this reality. Now now this is challenging for us in the West because our culture is engulfed by immediacy. The, The world and everything in it is just a tap away on our mobile devices. Products are shipped to our door in two days or less. We don't watch television anymore. We binge whole series. In our culture, we measure time in now or never. Uh, This is an area where I have to pray regularly for God's help. Yet, again, there's so much encouragement for me in this idea that great journeys take forever. It, It means that there's still hope for me. It helps me to live with perspective. It reminds me that as long as I'm breathing, my story is still being written and God is still working in me and through me as I yield to his will and take one more step of faith. I invite you today to take some time and consider where you are in your great journey. As you attempt to be obedient to the words of scripture and follow in the footsteps of Jesus, how has he called you to live for him based on who you are and where you are, that is based on your personality, your abilities, and your context. Insofar as you're able to grab hold of that, what might it look like for you to measure progress in seasons and in years rather than in days and weeks? And what specifically do you need to ask God for in order to be able to live like that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you again for this time and thank you for speaking this important word to us about time and how you use time. Uh, We just ask for patience, God. Keep us always hopeful, uh, always believe that you're working, even when we feel lost or tempted uh, to disbelieve it. Um, God, we ask that you would show each of us how to honor you with our lives and build our faith so that we can walk with you uh, for the entirety of our lives. It's in Jesus' name and his identity that we come to you and pray these things. Amen.